It's a week of feasts. It's a week of feasts. That's feasts. with a question mark. It's, it's a, a week, week of, of feasts. Feasts? No, I'm making a statement. It's a week of feasts. It was a declarative sentence. Do you remember oh. that in the English class? Oh, not only do I remember it, but I even use declarative sentences. So there was a let's see, declarative, interrogative, imperative, exclamatory. Exclamatory. That was the fourth one. You better remember that. I, well, when we had exclaim, I remember exclamatory. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the 23 Podcast. Father Herb is here. That's him. I'm and, Michael. And I am wondering what kind of feast are you talking about? Oh, yeah. We should probably explain that. We, so, you know, let's go back to your opening line. It's, it's a week, a week of feast. A week of feasts. So today, on Tuesday, when we record this podcast, September 29th, is the feast of St. Michael and the other two. Gabriel and Raphael. I call yeah. them the other two. Uh, My- Mikey and, and friends. <laughs> like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay, these are the archangels. That's today. You're right. This is a, a week of feasts. The beginning of the end of September, beginning of October is always loaded with fun days. And then this Sunday is one of your feast days. My middle name is Francis, so this coming Sunday is the Feast of St. Herbert. No, St. <laughs> <laughs> Francis of Assisi. October 4th. One of the biggies. For you. Oh, I think No, he's a biggie for, for a lot people. of people. Um, somebody asked me if we were going to have a blessing of the pets prior to the confirmation mass, just to get one more thing in get on Get one Sunday. more thing. You know, I, I probably would have had the blessing of the pets if we didn't have confirmation this Sunday. We not only have a mass for confirmation, we have two masses for confirmation. This will be the first time... I've ever done two confirmation masses back to back. I doubt that it's the first time for the bishop, but it's probably the first time that he's doing them in the same parish. Right. Because sometimes in the spring when he has a lot of confirmations, oh, yeah, definitely. He, he might do one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Um, anyway, let's add a few other feasts There's before other, we move on. I Those are the only two. Okay, I've, October 1st is St. Therese de Lisieux. That's a huge one, also too. Also known as Little Flower. Yeah. It's actually not as big. A, liturgically, it's not as big a feast. But it's a very popular one. Yeah. And uh, there's the guardian angel. That's October 2nd. So there's, uh, again, not one of the, not real big in terms of liturgical solemnity, but it catches people's imagination. When I was a kid in grade school, Monsignor Fromherz, the the pastor, who was a wonderful old man, uh, he may not have been so old, but he seemed like an old man to me at the time. right. His thing for the Feast of Guardian Angels is he would send over to school a couple of kids with a basket full of apples, fresh apples. So every kid got an apple on the Feast of Guardian Angel. Now, what I'm was... not sure how he drew the connection, but I suspect <laughs> that he thought, well, this is a, a way the kids need to remember that somebody's watching over them. And apples are in season for October 2nd. Apple awake. Keep, or an apple, apple a day, day keeps keep, the doctor away, so then your guardian angel gets a little time off. Yeah. <laughs> well, my, my guardian angel is, is what? Named uh, Red Delicious? Red. <laughs> he was probably like most people this time of year that go apple picking just for the novelty of it, and then you get home and say, what the heck am I going to do with all these apples? Oh, I, I love fresh apples. We have uh, a lot. Would you like me to bring you some? I've no, got. I'm going to stop at the apple orchard tomorrow. There's a. I have to be down in the... <clears throat> Bucyrus area tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to drive over a little bit just east of Mansfield. There's, uh, I think it's called Apple 
Apple Orchard Ridge or something, but there's a big apple farm with a great variety of apples. That sounds great. It's one of the best apple orchards I have found. And they have probably up to 20 different varieties of apples. And you can get them seasonally, like the the early ripers and the mid-ripers and the late ripers. I didn't know we called them ripers. Well, when they when they ripen, I I, thank I think you. they're the early ripeners. The, the ripen the ripeners. Yeah. That sounds like a family that goes to church here. Okay, no, just... Mr. and Mrs. and four kids. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we are up to the twenty seventh Sunday, and yes, we are celebrating Confirmation Sunday afternoon, but we still have the other three masses: Saturday at five, Sunday at nine, and Sunday at eleven. It's going to be a great weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. And I didn't even tell you the the highlight. Besides all those other highlights. In addition, it's sort of like the little addendum, actually. Yeah. When when we're finished with all these wonderful celebrations, I've invited the bishop to come over to my house to have dinner with me. Notice I didn't get invited. Uh, definitely not. He doesn't uh, do a podcast with you. But I, <laughs> but I also have made it real clear that I'm going to be in church with the bishop all day, so I'm not cooking the food. That's, that's good. Yeah, the last thing you want to do is cook and clean before guests come over. Well, actually, I, I don't like, I don't mind cleaning, but I'm not a good cook. So if I have the bishop over, I never do the cooking. So what's on the menu? I'm not quite sure. <laughs> Might want to figure that out. Well, I know it's got something to do with beef, so I'm going to have a red wine. So I have to do a little red wine shopping. Oh, that's good. I like red wine. Maybe a merlot. We should have sampled some during the podcast today. We could have. <laughs> it we... sounds. It sounds to people like we already have. Let, <laughs> let's read Matthew twenty-one verses thirty-three to forty-three. All right. Uh, I will read another vineyard. It's another vineyard. Three weeks in a row about vineyard. Uh, I'm going speaking, to speaking of wine. <laughs> I'm going to read the story, and then you get to read the part that's where Jesus says what they're going to do at the end of the story. Okay. You're going to point to me when you want me to start. I will. I will. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people. Does that sound familiar? Didn't we just have that last week? Jesus said to the chief priests and elders of the people. So it's it's continuing story. Here, another parable. H-E-A-R. Here, another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard. He put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent some other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? And you're on. They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you ever read in the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you 
and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, the vineyard is the setting, but we're not really talking about a vineyard, are we? We are not talking about a vineyard. No. What are we talking about? We're talking about that which is entrusted into our care. Here on earth. And beyond. And beyond, yeah. Uh, you might think of your family as a vineyard. Little gra- <laughs> Little grapes. We've got a red one and a green one. Yeah. And, of course, this is not growing grapes for, like, table grape eating. This is all about wine. Mm-hmm. There's a wine press in it, remember? Mm-hmm. And so it's vintage time. We will sell no wine before it's time. We were really talking about wine a lot today. Well, that's in the readings. I'm it's, forced to do it. It's biblical. It's biblical. <laughs> so when the so it's like three parts. It's almost like, you know, how many times in stories, fairy tales, but other stories, it's three. You know, the first one and the second one and then the third one. Right. Okay, the first servants come and say to the tenants, those are the groups. There's the, the tenants are the workers who have you know, basically rented the space. Mm-hmm. The servants are representatives of the owner. Mm-hmm. So the servants come to the tenants and say, hey, show your produce. It's, you know, it's vintage time. How well have you done? Mm-hmm. And they get mad. They kill them. They beat them up. It's a little bit over over the top. This is a little, yeah, it's a little violent. Oh, it's very violent. So there's the second round. He sends some more. And they behave the same way. And then surely they will respect my son. And that's when they said, don't call me Shirley. So um, they didn't say that. that. Surely they'll respect my son. And they said, oh, no, if we kill the son, we get it all. Okay. But of course, as soon as you read or hear that, my brain goes to Jesus. The son of God. Right. Are they talking about that or not? Well, that's how Christians take it. But remember, is Jesus talking about himself? I, I mean, how do, do we really know if he was talking about himself or not? Well, I, I'm asking you. I don't know. Okay. I wasn't there. So remember the <laughs> setting. He's talking to the chief priests and elders. The chief priests and elders were the people responsible for the religion, the practice of the religion. Uh, the elders were the, the ones that everybody looked up to. They had the wisdom. You don't become an elder by being young. You have to live through it, and you have to be wise, and you speak uh, elegantly, eloquently about the faith and the practices of the faith. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the chief priests were the ones who were associated with the temple. Okay, yeah. so he's speaking to them. They are the powers that be at that time. Mm-hmm. But he's, he's basically saying, this has been entrusted to you, and you have failed miserably, and probably you're, you're going the wrong direction. So, yes, the son is sent, and the son is killed. But as I hear that, I was, you know, when Jesus tells the parable, and maybe I'm, I'm going too literal on the text here, but did God not necessarily know what the outcome was going to be of Jesus coming to earth? You know, because here he says, well, surely they're going to re- respect my son, do you think that in some ways Jesus is alluding to the fact that God thought the same way? Well, you know, they didn't listen to all these other things that I did, but when I send my son, 
Well, I, I think they it will is. Listen to him. I think you're correct in the sense that, yes, Jesus is basically saying you're not listening to anybody, even if God sends his own son. Right. Okay. I think we have to be really careful, though. As you said, immediately my thought goes to this because we are living in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. And to answer your question, of course, God. God sees everything at the present moment, so God knew what was going on. Sure. But... We also know the end of the story. We know the end of the story. I think we don't want to work... That's almost like imposing our message. you got to take this parable almost just as a parable. Mm-hmm. Uh, a son, a son of a landowner. Mm-hmm. Just take it as that. And so the son really is the one who represents the landowner. What I find is all about our sense of accountability. What has been entrusted to us that we have to give back to God? And are we failing? Or do we think we own it, therefore we can do anything we want with it? You know, do I really own my own life? No. Do we own, do you own your family? You say my my daughters. Sure. Do you own them? No, I don't own them. They've And they're probably at some, in a few years, they'll remind you, Oh, they already do. You don't own me. Do you remember that song? There's a song? Oh, it's from the 60s. Don't, you, you don't own me. Don't teach look, it to look, my kids. Look it up. It's a great song. There are people out there listening that suddenly, it's, a, it's a, a woman singing to her boyfriend, You Don't Own Me. By Leslie Gore. That's correct. You Don't Own Me. All right. And she was, she was really good, very popular in the probably late 50s, early 60s, kind of the pre-Beatle time. Okay, and, and I'm not going to read the lyrics. I don't know if they're appropriate for the 23 podcast. I, I don't know, but I'm, but we're talking about the the refrain. You don't own me. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I don't have to do, you know, you, you can't control my life. So we don't own other people. Right. And yet, how many times people behave that way? Well, oh, of course. But, you know, there was a time in history where we did literally own other people. Well, how many times people have taken the Genesis story of creation, you know, uh, humanity is put to control and rule the earth and have dominion over the creatures. Mm -hmm. And now in the day of environmental responsibility and respect, we say we don't have dominion over it. Look what we've done to the earth. Sure. This would be a perfect Sunday, especially since it's also the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah. A perfect Sunday to talk about the environment. You should talk about it. I'm not preaching on Sunday. Oh. <laughs> oh unless I, unless I could call the bishop and say, can I preach for the confirmation? Yeah. You're right. It would be a great... A great... I, I am preaching this weekend, but only on Saturday. Oh. Well, you can preach about it on Saturday. Yeah, I may. I, I think it's definitely an example because God has put us in positions of responsibility slash accountability. Mm -hmm. And that's the combination. So God gives us responsibility for things, but we're also accountable and accountable to God, not just to ourselves. So maybe a good question to ask is what keeps us or distracts us from taking good care of the things that are entrusted to us? Probably the great sin is self-centeredness and all that comes with that. Mm -hmm. So pride, greed, uh, selfishness. Mm -hmm. We want what we want when we want it in our own way. Sure. And so it's always like 
admitting, no, we don't have that right. Laziness probably plays in for some in some situations, too. Yeah. Well, do you know the, the seven deadly sins? Sloth. That's one. It's funny that you choose that one, which is usually... Well, I was just talking about being lazy. Yeah. That okay, that's number one. <laughs> can you name the other I six? I don't know if I can do... Uh, envy. Envy. Yes, very good. Greed. Gre- envy is gre- green. And then greed. Lust. Lust. You got four. That's all I got. Gluttony, did you say gluttony? Oh, gluttony. gluttony. No, well, I should know that one. (laughs) (laughs) Gluttony? Yep. Can you be a vegan and be gluttonous? Uh, I mean, you could overeat. You could overeat anything. Apples. You could could overeat apples. Uh, Gluttony. Okay, we're up to five. What are the other two? Uh, Wrath. Oh, wrath. Or anger. Yeah. And then the fifth one is pride. Or seventh, I should say. Uh, I said fifth. I mean seventh. And I know when I talk about them, especially with kids, people say, how can pride be a a sin? We're we're told, you know, take pride in your appearance or pride in your school. Sure. Well, I think that's a whole different use of the word pride. Pride pride is also where you think it's all you. Right. Well, there's a difference between, like, I am proud of our church community— but that's not just a reflection of me, myself, and I. That's a reflection of every person that goes to church here, right? So, it, I, and, you know, that goes back to self-centeredness as well. Like, if it's all about you, that's different than being proud of a community or something that you are a part of. This, the, the notion of the seven deadly sins are that these are roots to other sins. Mm. And I often will tell people, like in RCIA, if they're preparing for their first reconciliation or even an ongoing sense of spirituality and talking about sins, look for the sin beneath the sin. So if somebody says, well, I'm very impatient with my kids, and by the way, that's probably true for almost every parent. Yeah. Uh, If I'm very impatient with my kids, you look, well, what makes me impatient? Is it pride that I cannot allow them to be less than perfect mm. is it uh is it my my wrath my anger that's always just below the surface and breaking through mm-hmm. uh there's all kinds of things am i envious because somebody else's kids seem to do better so uh lots of times there's a sin beneath the sin that's good that's deep literally and figuratively yeah that would be a great way. You're to, talking to one of the elders, by the way. The, yeah, <laughs> I'm not a high priest. I'm just a priest. I'm just, kind of a hello priest. Well, if you go up the three steps to get to the altar, though, then you're a high priest. Yeah, I remind Pete, uh, Michael all the time, folks. Oh gosh, that the the altar in our church is three steps up, and that's an old standard thing that in churches it's not a law or anything, but in churches, yeah, the altar is at an uneven number of steps up. Mm-hmm. So if you look at churches. Sometimes they're just one step higher, sometimes three steps higher, sometimes five steps higher, Mm -hmm. but it's usually an odd number. But the real point I was going to make is... Talk about pride. If if you go... (laughs) I'm I'm talking about the architects. Oh, okay. Uh, If you go look at the the music section, which I'll call the choir loft over on the side in our church, how many steps up to get to your station? It's two. Two. Our humble little existence. And how many steps up to the altar? Three. But when I look over at you, it always looks like you're higher. Really? Oh, it always does to me. It's not. 
Even I've, even in an empty church, when I walk over there, it looks like boy those those musicians have it made. We you know we're just humbly serving the Lord from our little. You just have tall musicians. Our little right. our little nook in the yeah. church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So back to back to the real conversation. We're talking about how we can be accountable and responsible for the things that God entrusts us with, whether it be um, the earth or our family or. I would say friendships can be a part of that. The gift of life. Life itself. You know, October's the Respect Life Month and at all levels, respecting life. Yeah. You know, so the, the life of the immigrants, the refugees, the lives of those who are impoverished, the lives of those around the world that do not have clean water to drink today. Yeah. Uh, it's, in, it's an entrusted to us what can we do because we are the tenants of this earth. I loved what you said yesterday uh, when we gathered as staff to pray in the morning after Mass. Uh, and Monday this week, if you remember, it was a very gloomy, drizzly, just a yucky Monday morning. Um, but you said to us that, you know, that this day has been entrusted to us and that it will be the only September 28th, 2020, that we will ever be given. Remember, do you, you remember I, saying that? I remember it real well because I thought about it before I said it. Believe it, it or not. <laughs> you even typed it. It was on a piece of paper. Yeah. You were really prepared yesterday. Um, but it was, that was good. That was good for me to hear because it, was, it wasn't a bad day, but it was a, a call to value this day and value what will take place in the interactions and all of those types of time things. Time itself is entrusted to us. Yeah. Time time is one of those gifts and how we use the time is how we how we are doing in the vineyard you know we give the the time back to the lord well spent well that's another edition of the 23 podcast please please keep the uh freshmen in high school in prayer this weekend as they will be confirmed sunday afternoon two special masses 1 30 and 4 o'clock both will be streamed live uh just like normal we'll have it on facebook youtube and the website, so you're welcome to tune in if you like. And uh, seating is limited, so we're not inviting non-confirmation families to come. No, but definitely join us online. And of course, we'll have all of our regular Masses this weekend as well. Take care, everyone. God bless. Take care.